everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Nalini Mehta, and she is the founder of Yoga Pops. And Yoga Pops are a treat that I've been hearing about for the last couple of years. So I'm excited to finally get the opportunity to meet you. They are popped water lily seeds with four grams of plant protein, and they are all different types of flavors. And Nalini, I need you to like explain a yoga pop to me because for people that don't know, I think it's hard to understand what a water lily seed is. Sure. Thank you first for having me. Absolutely. While you probably remember the two years of our being here in Minnesota, we I actually know and have met you four years ago when we did this very interesting um, collaboration with artists and chefs that text at the textile museum. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, I. Um, so what what a, what yoga pops is? Uh, it it's if you can imagine maybe the texture of popcorn or Dorito is something that's crunchy. Um, and and yet it's uh, really just medicine in our culture. Uh, so it's a great postnatal care medicine. It's kids love it. Kids are given it as, as we were growing up as a snack, uh, which is what it is. But here in Minnesota or Minneapolis, it started as a bar snack. Okay. We serving it. it and that's when I go back to the 2018 reference when we did that textile museum. I was um, I was introduced to Minneapolis um, at that time because I was here on a James Beard grant program for women chefs, and I really want I I've always dreamed to have a restaurant, and yet kind of been hesitant. It was a dream, but I I wasn't sure if it could turn very quickly into a nightmare. Yeah, sometimes it does. It's just, it's such a demanding, uh, cash-infused hours and stressful type of position. Absolutely. I think it's, for me, one, of course, just food. I was driven by food all my life, but also the connections that you make while you're in that space and the nourishment and the excitement and the just how your senses come alive in that small platform that you create through food. So that's what brought me to Minneapolis. Um, I was working um, with a very well-known restaurateur here who had 10 restaurants at that time. And I was serving this uh, during our Ayurvedic pop-up dinners to showcase um, the importance of connecting with those back of the house and front of the house um, the pop-ups were based on everything I do is based out of our ancient culture of Ayurveda. Can you explain that? Because yeah. I think there's a lot to that. And I you, think that drives you, you so much. There is. And I'll, I'll kind of break it down slowly, but surely through our entire conversation uh, today. But if the reason I was there was really to bring wellness to the back of the house, uh, the kitchen culture, so to speak that, you know, we all like good food, but do we really connect with the person who's bringing it all on to the plate? You know, we can have the most grass-fed, organic, all those lovely words, but if the person who's making and bringing it on on to our plate um, is not in a good mental 
place, how can we not be affect, impacted by it? So what is the do dollar value of a happy chef, really? That's what really made me start this. But interestingly, uh, going back to yoga pops, people were like, this is, they were just waiting to get seated and we were serving this at the bar, whether it was beer or what wine, different flavors, and they wanted to take it back home in, in takeout containers. And um, the restaurateur at, who brought me was my mentor, um, Kim Barton. Some of us know her. And, yes, and, very well. Yeah. So she uh, said, so why can't you package this? And you know, I was like, no, anything that's packaged has preservatives. It's, you know, all, all this. But she's, she's got some really, she's got the smarts in many ways. Yes. Um, and she said, well, this doesn't have any preservatives. And it, it, it doesn't, it, you're not doing anything to it, but barely just spicing it up um, and, and putting chef crafty flavors to it. So what's wrong with it? And my partner, who's also a co-founder at, at Proud to India, which is our company, um, who I've been with for 25 years now, she was always keen that I package my food more so that she could have a retirement strategy. <laughs> so she was like, okay, you never heard me, but now maybe you can listen to your mentor and, and get this off the ground. And really, that was a good start to it. But remember, my dream was to start a restaurant. Yeah. But in that one year of, of being in the grad program, I really felt, and this is pre-Anthony Bourdain days, where we we knew that there was something amiss in the kitchen, but we were not, and I just didn't feel that it was, I, I don't know if we still are, it's still a growing, it is a much more, there's more awareness around it, but, but yeah, the kitchen culture continues to be a place where I um, feel we can bring much more wellness before we can say we are foodies and you know really enjoy that experience but with some much much more awareness of what it takes to bring good food to the table. Yeah it is kind of funny when you look at it in that perspective because we see food as community we see food as culture we see food as this like nourishing home family loving experience yet what we learned prior to the pandemic and certainly during the pandemic was the front and back of the house and the way that the many restaurant cultures were evolving, that that wasn't the forefront and that wasn't the way that the workers felt, you know, you, that hospitalitarianism is a creative profession and yet they weren't nourishing their spirits and we're sort of in a reckoning now with that. What does the new restaurant culture look like? So true. We're seeing things like, obviously, shorter uh, work weeks. So people are closing two days a week instead of one day a week. We're seeing people that are only doing dinner service and not doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner service. We're seeing people that might have two head chefs or two co-chefs versus, okay. you know, one person. And also, we're seeing more emphasis on tipping culture, living wage, also more plant-based, more sustainability, all these things that we're bubbling up and I think we're getting sorted out slowly, but that's the pandemic sort of lit a fire under all that. So true. So true. Yeah. That, that really is what brought me to this whole world of, of Minneapolis and food. Um, so that's how yoga pop started, but you know, part of our profits still go back to 
the wellness of chefs. So it's called the Happy Chef Project, uh, where we, again, based on Ayurveda and yoga, uh, and again, your Ayurveda, as you were asking me about earlier, if you think about what Ayurveda is, it's really the yoga of food in many ways, at least for me. It has a much broader um, perspective, but I would say for me, it was always food-driven because not only does it look at food as medicine, but it also takes it further. It looks at you as an individual, unique, and what your needs are are very different from another person. So it's really based on the energetics of what you are, your environment is, and what the food does to balance it out. So we have different types of yoga, and I know very little about this, but there's like hatha and vinyasa. And what I'm hearing you say is that Ayurveda is a type of yoga, but that for you, it's sort of rooted in, in food culture. So yoga and Ayurveda came together at the same time around 3,000, 5,000 years ago. They were sister sciences that came about. So if you think of yoga, it's all about the body and the mind and the spirit, which Ayurveda is as well. But it's more about how to, you know, take herbs and balance your body. Okay. So, or, or, you know, so it parts, it's very connected to Ayurveda. In fact, in, to, to yoga, if you think of it, it's really a sister science. And so therefore also, I think for us, we have to be very targeted on who are, who is that person who's going to buy yoga pops? It's, you know, it's often we would question about the name because people would think, oh, it's yogurt or is it popsicle? What is it? And really, we stuck with the name and the branding primarily because it's the yoga mamas. It is moms in general who want to feed their kids well. It's, it's those of us who want to feel satiated in a small bite. Um, and, you know, not get hangry, but have something that can make us feel good and yet be medicine. I see. So almost like it's not a separate thing. It's a continuation of the wellness of your body based on what the food is that you put in your body to give you those feelings of wholesome and well-being. 100%. So if somebody has been practicing, and I use the word practice, with which we can talk about a little bit more later, but if you think of those of us who've been practicing yoga and on some level of this, wow, there's the, something which makes you feel centered and balanced. Then if you think of how that can translate into your relationships or with food or with nature, that's what Ayurveda is. So most of the people who come to me would first have experienced yoga and then said, okay, now I want to know more about what's more. Tell me more. Yeah, because I think, and maybe in America, this is a thing, or maybe just in where, you know, we were exposed to yoga as like a wellness and a uh, activity, like a sports activity, like pickleball, you know, you take pickleball or you do yoga and what <laughs> people, it's more of a lifestyle choice. And it's more mm -hmm. about a, a whole way of being, which brings me back to your product because you're trying to convey that in your flavors, in the packaging, everything about it looks really soothing. And is it hard to 
launch a product like this in the United States versus if you had launched it or in Minnesota in particular, if you had launched it in California where there's maybe more uh, emphasis on wellness and wholeness, I don't know. So interesting that you asked this question. Well, so as I mentioned to you, the concept was was conceived here. Um, it is, you know, I, I wanted to be in the restaurant space. I wanted to connect with people. Packaging is not what I thought. But I am driven aesthetically, as by the way, you are. Because when you did that questionnaire that I sent you, you are definitely a creative personality first and then a fire personality. Yeah, that would not surprise me. Does that make sense? I would have thought you're more fiery first and then airy, but no, you're first creative and then fiery. So something has to drive you creatively and then you will push it forward. Yeah. Where, and, and most of us in the in the chef world or the food world tend to be that. Um, but you know, think of a, a manager or a, or a corporate person. They are fiery first. They want to lead. They just so I. That is the next thing about Ayurveda. Was it's it's so beautiful in how it defines you. So it, you know, we're now listening, hearing all these things about personalized medicine. But it looked at personalized food way before any of this came through. So going back to your question about, you know, packaging, we had to be first the name because during my pop-up dinners, I want people would say, so what is Ayurveda? Because we have invited people to come for these pop-up dinners based on the same questionnaire that you fill and did a prefix menu based on who they are. So if you were a fiery personality, the menu would be um, very cooling and calming. So it's a prefix menu based on your dosha. That's cool. Do you still do those? Yes, we haven't really started after the pandemic, but I think we will, as you just went to one of my friends, um, you know, we've done a few, the ones that you'll know with Chef Nick, for example, at the Lex, that's where we were, he was with, with the same Bartman group at that point, and we were doing dinners out of the bird at Loring Park. Yep. And so we've done it with him, with Raghavan. Um, sure. You know, we did through his book. So, I mean, even with your book, right? It you would say, what's the Ayurveda connection? What what's? But it doesn't have to be an in. You know, you don't have to be Indian to do yoga. You don't have to be saying Om or Namaste to do. Correct. To same for Ayurveda. It's more okay. It's seasonal forward. It definitely it's plant plant forward. It's seasonally driven. It's um, then connecting to who you are based on what you should eat and balancing who you are. And so, even as we looked at packaging, we were like, should we shy away from? Is this too complex? Is this too much for for to 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 be all said on a packaging and to tie back to a snack exactly um, it's easy you know when i would do these dinners to talk about it to talk about how food is connected to what's happening behind the kitchen to connect it was really a, it's always and i'm going to do this hopefully uh, in the next couple of months you'll see another pop-up dinner back uh, with the ayurveda theme. i hope i can come of course you'll come i but, love this idea yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it was always, it intrigues everybody like, okay, so you, you've done this questionnaire and how will this, mean, what does that mean for you in terms of food? We'd never have a no show, even before social media, we were doing these in New York City 20 years ago and people from all walks of life would just find us and say, 
I want to know how Ayurveda works. Like if you've had some yoga experience, which like you said, California and New York started a little earlier than, than here, but people who had done yoga for a couple of years just gravitate to what Ayurveda is. Now, of course, you, you hear of turmeric lattes and you hear of all these things that Ayurveda is definitely what yoga was in the late 90s. You seem very early on in the emerging trend space because we're seeing food as medicine and the idea of making new food. What do they call them? They're not nutraceuticals. They're not pharmaceuticals. They're foodaceuticals. Nice. I like that. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> Well, they could be pharmacology in many ways because, you know, it's kitchen pharmacy. Yeah. With a pharmacy. Yes. Okay. So I get that. So you have this snack and it's based in your um, culture and your holistic approach to how you want to treat people, be treated, how you want to complete the body, mind, food connection. But then like you have to raise money and you have to go to the people at Target and say, will you carry my yoga pops? How has that journey been from a business side? Has it been hard for you? Because you're reestablishing a whole new category. Honestly, it has been hard. But every time there was a hard obstacle, somebody would make it so meaningful. It, it, you know how it is with small business or emerging trends or I guess what it is, I'd say, I've been doing this for 20 years. There have several obstacles, but I was also obstinate. I just would not give up because I have seen miracles. I've seen the, I mean, food was always my driving force. But a little bit of backstory about my childhood, I think the two things that really drove me, one was my crawling path was determined by the smells, the aromas of my mother's kitchen. And later on as a rebel going against everything she wanted me to eat to go eat street food in india and then i mean just food was driving so you have to have a certain drive but then as you know it's the challenges in life that kind of make you feel more the shape you i mean i i always say you know i, I my journey of food has been that i got baked along the way i had to get yeah. baked. it's hard so all those hard points of or challenges really solidified my belief in this so to speak and then I would say I've been inspired I've had such amazing teachers and and mentors who have really said they've been my my, my support you know it's you need that inspiration so two things I'd say that really drive me and I think anybody who does something is either some hard experiences, life-changing experiences, and do something that you can say drives you with passion and with inspiration. So can you talk a little bit about the flavors of Yoga Pops and where you come up with these ideas? So the one I have on my desk here is Tandoori Masala, but there were other flavors too. Can you um, just describe why you picked the flavors that you did? For sure, yeah. You know, um, the first flavor was our curry dustin because we would do these pop-up dinners and uh, we had a, at that time uh, a French chef who really enjoyed my flavors and, and he was just toasting them with me. You know, I love these collaborations when somebody has no clue, but then because of the techniques, 
you know, like Nick, Chef Nick was just like, I'm going to do this because he had worked with, with Saffron and he'd worked with Samay. Yep. And he was like, I'm going to take this to not, you know, they take their chefiness and they want to take. Yeah. So we did curry dusted uh, first because of what I brought to, to their kitchens. And then they took, elevated it and made it very chefy. That was the first flavor. But then we wanted something that was sweeter, you know, just the opposite. And so, again, very rooted in our tradition. The sweet flavor is not sugar. It's caramel, jaggery. Jaggery is nothing but dehydrated cane juice. Okay. So it's actually fed to newborn, uh, to, ba- to mothers as well. as So it's really a postnatal care uh, in that it's a, a liver... It helps liver health. Yeah. No, not all sugars are bad. It's the processing of the sugar that kills it. So well, not you, unlike a honey or a maple syrup is usually a lower glycemic index and a little better for you than just a straight. Not just a little better for you. I think if you look at kids, if they don't get it, sugar helps them grow their cells. So it's not wrong for them to want sugar. It's what sugar we give them. So yeah. Like maple syrup is amazing, right? Just It's just tapped into the bark of the tree and you have this delicious syrup. So those cane juice, it's beautiful. So in these winter months, for example, like, you know, talk about how we bring Ayurveda into our product. When I was looking at this, I mean, I was doing these pop-ups in the cold of January and I wanted to bring something that was sweeter flavored that people could enjoy with their coffee, so while the first one was a bar snack for, let's say, people with the curry flavor goes really well with beer or our truffle flavor goes really well with wine. So all of those connections were made much later because I barely can even talk about drinking. That's not my forte, but yeah, people would tell me, oh, this really tastes good. It just tingles my taste buds and such. So caramel came about for that reason, because we wanted something sweet but I could not stand behind something that was processed. So then we did uh, this caramel jaggery, which actually has a molasses kind of depth of flavor. And then we added uh, cardamom to it and cloves and cinnamon. So all those winter warming flavors um, and really looked at how Ayurveda would offer it uh, in winter months when it's bitterly cold, as we use the word bitter, which is a taste, we offer something which is again the opposite, like in yoga. What do you? What is the opposite of bitter? Sweet. So it's it's a natural gravitation to the opposite. You balance the big principle in Ayurveda is you balance with the opposite. So if you're a fiery personality, you eat cooling foods. If you're a, a grounded personality, that's a very earthy personality, then you eat foods that perk you up because otherwise it's so sedentary you need something to kind of lift you up and make you feel lighter or if you're an air and creative personality like us you eat foods that ground us so it's the opposite that balances so in the winter months eat eating sweet or during valentine's it's these flavors that we want so it's a very intuitive way of yeah. flavors but it is also very well it's a mathematical logical formula that if you it is cold and it is drying then you eat foods that are warming and giving you moisture i want you to have a restaurant i've decided 
because Maybe we'll pop up and then we, we we'll talk more about that yes. yeah as long as it's not a nightmare i'm still living that dream because i feel like you know you can get this in the yoga pop snack but you this is much more than a snack food for you or a cpg product it's really a lifestyle that you are introducing and concepts about wellness and wholeness and kindness like that all does kind of translate to the experience of being a hospitality person in a restaurant setting so i guess that's a story for another day right i know you know it's when we i also teach cooking classes um, that's how i started um, and where do you teach them at you know through the pandemic online sure in New York and there's this amazing school called the Natural Gourmet which now transitioned and moved to another uh, space but I started route to India really as a culinary school for Ayurveda and so we were in California moved from New York after being there for 15 years um, to San Francisco and people were you know just starting off with this whole buzz of Silicon Valley of taking pictures that was 2010 at that time so they were taking pictures and getting distracted and you know, and I couldn't teach a cooking class where everybody's distracted. Yeah. So I would, you know, I was, I, I've been teaching meditation for over 12 years now. And I would do this, have them sit and do a 10 minute meditation. That would change. It was my hypnosis. It was really transformational because then they were focused on doing what they're doing much more at ease with being in the kitchen. And then the taste buds were also much more available to them. Right. So it was like, what, what just happened? We just, you know, it's, it was such a lovely time because it really made me realize, which is the basic premise of when you cook with Ayurveda is you cook with awareness, but it's not as if it's, it, it happens. It's, it's that joy of being in the moment. So I call yeah. it meditation in motion. I love it. So yoga pops, the snack, where can people buy them right now? So you can buy it at the wedge. You can buy it off our website. Uh, we are in conversation with Kolovs Kowalski. Yep. Uh, and yeah, but it's, you know, it, it's funny. It took off in Minneapolis, but it's now in Erwan uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be in Texas, in HUD very soon. It's in Myers um, and also in Hy-Vee, a couple of Hy-Vees here. So it's, yeah. I think Minneapolis is, and Target, we were just part of the Target Accelerator, but I think we need a couple, a year more before we start. Yes. But yeah. And then if people want to learn more about you and your pop-ups, is there a, a place you would direct them or your cooking classes? Yeah, just our website, Route to India. Okay. Well, I am thrilled to meet you. I am hopeful to spend more time with you in the next year at some dinner or doing something because you're really uh, very interesting. And I'm very inspired by the way that you're thinking about food. I think um, there's a lot ahead for you. I, I so loved our conversation. Me so too. Thank you so much. We will talk soon. Bye. Man. Okay. Bye-bye.